we're back. The next episode of Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. Been a busy couple of weeks. How you doing, Nesbitt? I'm doing great. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing fine. Last time you made fun of me for not asking you back <laughs> okay, well, how you're doing, so this time I made a point. Well, actually, I've been <laughs> reflecting on my life, and I don't know. Um, been a busy couple of weeks now. We've got TalkingMaiden.com up. Uh, we've launched the podcast. People are listening, and we're getting good feedback. Yep. It's been interesting. Yep. And, you know, when you start a Maiden podcast, you think, how are you going to fill a, a podcast Maiden? I'm like, how are we going to cover everything? Yeah, I know. We have a big list of topics. So. We've been through two studio albums. Yeah, we're going to go through best closers. Best closers so, anyway, today. We have Yeah, that's today's episode. We're going to go through the best closers. We teed that up before. We've already done the, the best openers. Yeah. So today, once we get through a little Maiden news. So we got lots of, we got, most of our listeners are from Canada, but we got like United States, Australia, UK, New Zealand, Estonia and Finland. Yeah, well, well we had mentioned book. Estonia show, yeah. and Estonia is, uh, if there's anyone out there in Estonia, I'd love to hear it, get an email, because uh, I've been watching a lot of what they do in their country, because they, they revolutionized their government after they, um, essentially after they, they broke away from the Communist Republic in the, in the 90s, and, and uh, they essentially had no administrative arm, because that was all covered by the, the Soviets. So they created this uh, concept, they used this program, I think it's called X-Road. Anyway, they identified all the citizens, and they have this online government that's amazing. So it's just it's just turning into this tech haven. You know it's, what I know about Estonia? What do you know? In the movie uh, Encino Man, starring yeah. Polly Shore, the <laughs> caveman they unthawed when they took him to school, they told everyone he was from Estonia. Estonia. Cool. Well, great people. A huge maiden <laughs> following. So shout out to Estonia and Finland, I know, deadly too. I know where Estonia is, but yeah. that's about it. You know yeah, a lot more than great, me. Great Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> that come from Finland, so fair enough. So that's excellent. Yeah. And we got, we got some listeners from Mexico. Mexico, deadly. Yeah. Germany. Germany, that's new today. We got one person in Germany. So. Oh, that's cool. We're finally hitting some Germans. Anyway, it's fun. I don't check the analytics that much, but when I look, it's kind of cool to see where people are. Yeah, it's cool to see that. Yeah. Well, there's Maiden fans everywhere. Yeah. So that's the cool uh, yeah. aspect of it. Like, we looked at uh, how we promote the podcast, and I think we're just going to do it organically. Like, why would you, you know, there's yeah. people doing stuff. I read about this stuff online. It's like, do this, do that, bug I people. Know. I don't want to be spamming people. I don't want to be spamming people. Actually, uh, I'll, I'll run through Reddit in, in, in another episode, but uh, we got on there and there's some amazingly knowledgeable people. So there's pockets of Maiden fans. Like, uh, in Twitter, there's tons that are having great conversations. Reddit as well, and even on Facebook, I've seen some. But there's these pockets was just super intense. And the, the level of knowledge that people have about Maiden is pretty intense. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So that's cool. So we should reach out to people on Reddit and see if uh, you can get any topics for stuff they want to talk about. Yeah, I have got some. Or see if we can get some of them to send yeah. an email in. Yeah, I've started to 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 engage a bit with them on there. And you know, that's a funny dynamic too. You don't want to get on there and go, hey, look at my, we have a podcast. Uh, uh, you know, because they're yeah. in there and they're, you know, it's it's Tuesday yeah. morning. Or but Wednesday I legit morning. want to ask yeah. them because like those are the well, people that are probably going to listen, and those are the people that probably have stuff they want you to talk about. They're super knowledgeable. There's people on there yeah. like they they're like voting up songs, and then there are other people on there that are like posting their main collections, and there's some amazing stuff. And I showed you a couple of them, and um, you know just diehard Maiden fans. I suppose if you go to a Reddit and read about Iron Maiden, you have to be at least into the band at a pretty low oh, yeah. level. Yeah. But I mean, for me, it's it's interesting because I don't really know Reddit, but I kind of signed up. For Iron Maiden and Trauma Maple Leafs. And uh, I'm uh, Josh underscore talking underscore Maiden. And uh, to be honest with you, it's awesome. Although the the Leaf stuff I find is a little bit behind on Twitter, like where I'm so plugged in the Leafs all the time and I follow right. the Leafs reporters. You see, the Leafs are more real time because they're sports than, say, the uh, 
than Maiden because people go watch the practice and they'll talk about the lines at practice and all this stuff. Whereas, right. you know, Maiden, it's it, I, I'd say Reddick gets insane when they're around touring. The touring. It, yeah, That's, when yeah. they're touring, it's probably more. Yeah, so I was I've never really that, gotten yeah. on Reddit other than the stuff you showed me. Mm. It, it'd be really cool to to uh, once the tours start, like just to track it from that level. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. I look forward to it anyway. It's it's a good spot. So, any big Maiden news? Uh, it's two minutes to midnight according to the Doomsday oh, Clock. Oh no, we're not going back to that. I saw that. <laughs> look, we 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 teed this up when we when we what was it we did? Was it when we did the album covers? Because you brought up the two minutes to midnight album cover. I think you're right. That's when you did it, and you said it was two and a half minutes to midnight, and, and I said two. it's now a social justice clock. It only proves it. Yeah, it's, like yeah. when it was two minutes to midnight before there was the the Americans had the submarine ready to launch. And the Soviets had a submarine somewhere, and they were ready to launch. And apparently, yeah. there's all kinds of... You never know how close you are to pulling the trigger. Well, but they had the gun up, right. and they had the barrel cocked. But yeah. I was... Okay, so it was at three minutes to midnight, and now yeah. it's at two. It went down a minute. It went down 30 seconds, and went down another 30 seconds. Okay. Because <laughs> it was two and a half, and we... So, I was reading about this online, and yeah. apparently, during the Obama administration, it went from six minutes to three minutes. Ooh. So it went down three minutes, but no one mentioned it. So like, maybe it's not it got, that social justice at all. Yeah, I like Obama. Yeah, Obama but it's just weird president. that they didn't won't even mention it. Yeah, I, I just know. feel like like you know Obama didn't walk on water. He was a really good president. You know, and, and I don't know Trump's not the reincarnation of the devil either. You know, like it's yeah. somewhere in the middle. And yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, think, like I just Obama think people too. are too insane nowadays. So this yeah. two minutes to midnight. If people think that it's actually as close to the world ending now as it was when the actual so, like, the the United States not only was it the '80s, and there was a you know a communist government, which by the way was struggling for survival and had every uh, potential reason to try something that big to just elevate themselves. It was within living memory of you know the uh, the first atomic bomb, and you know now we've got the situation where it just I don't know I just don't see it as plausible. I don't think anyone would carry out the order. I just it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, and this like bulletin of the atomic scientists. Mm. I don't know who like, the bulletin of the atomic. Who was running for that? Everybody worth their salts working with Elon Musk. <laughs> so I read a couple of articles about uh, how we're so close to destruction or whatever, and then I read another one on one of those like uh, super conservative sites, and they were like these two guys, the two chairs, Lawrence Krauss and Robert Rosner. Yeah, they're. Uh, Democrats and they donated to Hillary's campaign and they have 19 separate donations to to the Democratic whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't follow politics that much. I'm sure there's a lot of politics involved. Yeah, but it I mean... I think it has more to do with politics and less to do with like how close we are to destruction. Yeah, you know, know, like, you know, you're not going to be like, you're like yeah. resurrect Reagan. I mean, the, whole thing, the whole thing is garbage. It's all garbage. <laughs> so it's stupid. So I think we agree that that's it. No, the yeah, three it's, it's like It was like that. Remember that after 9-11 there was that... Uh, uh, monitor threat level orange. Remember that? So they just, they're just like, you know, everything's at a 10 or 11. The state of panic that we live in is nonsense. No, the world is not going to have a nuclear war. No. It's not. I don't care what the, that those idiots say. I know. Anyway. And then not only that, you know, now it's it's kind of ruining the song for me. <laughs> well, not really. Anyway, enough of that. Mm. The other maiden news, Mako McBrain. Yes, I saw that drum store. Opened a drum store, which is in that. Manchester. You lived in Manchester. I did live in Manchester. Do you know where Guinness Road is in Trafford Park? I know where Trafford Park is. Okay. Um, but I don't know Guinness Road, no. Because we're going to be there yeah. for the concert. And I would take half an hour of my day yeah, to go to the store, but I wouldn't Soulford, take an hour 
to travel to see it? Well, uh, it depends where it is. Trafford Park is interesting um, because I was going to say we should go out and see. Um, we should definitely go to out to uh, Sale, out to Salford, and we definitely you know should. Uh, but I'd pop in there just dreams. to see, just because it's. Yeah. I've never played drums. Well, I've well we have never played drums. Yeah. Well, we have to go to the theater of dreams. But I'd go just United to see. Stadium. We're gonna go. Yeah. It's okay. it's August and there won't be any preseason games. I checked the schedule. So I'm I like, you know, I talk Leafs a lot, but I'm also diehard Manchester United supporter. Right. I had season tickets. And so I track them all the time. I don't get to see as many games now uh, as I as I used to when I lived there. But um, yeah, the uh, the stadium, which I've been at a lot of times during game day, is amazing. So we'll have to go out and have an amazing United uh, store there. Yeah. Awesome. I also uh, I secured yeah. nosebleed seats to the second night two of the London. So that's formalized. Concert. Yeah. Done. So, so we have Manchester and two London shows back to back. That's really fun. I know Estonia. Yeah, Estonia. <laughs> I want to go to Estonia now that all these now we have these fans. Now we have these three people <laughs> we in can't Estonia. We can fans. I want to go there literally to do the government ID stuff because I'm, I'm I've been advocating that that happens here, and you know I have a company in that area, and I was just like, this is a perfect reason to go see Maiden and do some <laughs> learn some stuff about the government, and uh, you know just rock out. I mean, you know. Open data plus plus maiden. All right, I've got a little bit of maiden news. You saw that? the online counterfeit stuff. I did see that there uh, there's a lawsuit open against. Oh yeah, you're talking about the the retailers, the actual online counterfeiters. I, yeah, that's that's where I was going to go ultimately on it. That they've cracked down on uh, people that are selling counterfeit merchandise. Yeah. And I can get that. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, and because it, look, the reason where they talk about consumers have an expectation for high quality, I do get. My challenge would be some of the gear is probably more expensive for some fans, um, you know. But ultimately, it is trademarked and it is protected. I just hope that no one, uh, I hope they don't sue us for the talking maiden banner. <laughs> I don't think that font is actually from a the man who fell to earth. That's right. Which is a David Bowie movie that David Bowie was in that was predates Maiden. So exactly, Maiden doesn't own the uh, the font. So because I was thinking that you know over time it would be cool to. Uh, do up some shirts or something just for fun because I love that. I love the picture. I love yeah, Skid Murder, cool. right? Yeah. Everyone I show as a main fan, they're like, oh, that's awesome. I mean, you could actually custom, uh, if you were an artist, like you could custom do Eddie Killing You and you can make it. I don't know if that says something about me, but I think it was pretty cool. That's <laughs> pretty cool. We've seen Eddie kill so many things that yeah, I want to get included. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, so there's that piece, but they also went, uh, you saw uh, Bruce slammed uh, illegal music downloads. Yeah, I watched that interview. It's like half yeah. an hour long. Did you watch that? I didn't watch the interview. I read the secondary sources. Okay, because uh, yeah, it's kind of true what he's saying. Like the, the some of the stories reporting on the interview, yeah, kind of make it sound trashing his fans for downloading blah blah blah. But he didn't really say that. He actually said yeah. he doesn't fault the fans at all. He's like, you know, he said the guy that invented Napster should be put in jail. Yeah. What about the guys who invented Spotify? What about you know Apple who've who've created a platform yeah. and then monetized? Yeah. You know, the the challenge. There's truth to yeah. what he's saying, but there it's like truth. there's two sides to it, right? Yeah, but the, the, the from the business perspective, whenever you control the channel to customers, like your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever dominant thing comes out of it, uh, you can always charge when you have a dominant platform. You can always charge excess rent. I do understand the overall concept um, of of how channels can affect brands, but when they talk, when he talks about like when we were young, we were selling records. The truth of the matter is, is he's he's looking back on it. 
hindsight 2020, this is a problem that a lot of famous people do when they give advice, is that they're looking back on a success. And that's very hard to do to replicate for other people because his records were selling and he was making money. But there are tons of people who, who had to do that upfront cost for a record. And of course, it never sold. And then the fixed cost was lost. So in reality, the only way you can make any money selling records is if you had this certain critical mass. So let's say a record company prints and sells records, then unless you're one of the chosen few, it's the same concept as with a startup. Unless you're one of the chosen few that survives, you're not making any money. But all the rest are not only, when you survive, not only are you making a little bit of money, you're actually paying off their losses on all the others. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's it's the same concept. But it goes back to that one true fan concept we talked about before. We You introduced me to this. I didn't buy a Maiden album, and I listened. I hadn't spent a dollar on... Uh, Iron Maiden by the time I had listened to Matter and Life and Death a hundred times. And now, I, I, you look around me now, and I all I do yeah, is spend money on Maiden all the time. Maiden and I spend money on Maiden constantly. And since we've started right. this podcast, like my Amazon has just been Maiden, 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 right. Maiden. Everything is Maiden all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, they got me hook, line, and sinker. You know what they say with the heroin? First time, free. <laughs> First one's free. But I remember downloading, like I downloaded lots of music for free. But most of the time it was like... Stuff that I was I wouldn't have bought anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I was always one that wanted to own like a CD or something. Yeah. But a lot of stuff that I downloaded was stuff that I probably wouldn't have downloaded anyway. Yeah. Like I downloaded all the Judas Priest albums, but I only owned like three Judas Priest CDs. And the ones I downloaded after I heard them, I was like, okay, I, I wouldn't have bought those anyway. Or I'm glad I didn't buy them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I've since rebought a bunch of them, like Sad Wings of Destiny and Painkiller. Yeah. On vinyl just to so i bought them multiple times yeah so when they count like all this is like lost revenue from all these downloads like it's stuff i wouldn't have paid for anyway yeah i've I've listened back onto our last few podcasts and i went pretty hard off on ozzy and kiss <laughs> so i've decided to throw an olive branch and to extend to you my welcomeness to bring on the judas priest okay although i must also add that i've fallen back in love with pearl jam I've never fallen out of love. With well, Pearl I've Jam. always been in love, but I mean, I was listening to some original Pearl Jam the other day. I was listening to yeah. live and uh, the MTV thing they did not long after uh, Nirvana, and I was like, man, they're so good. Yeah, they're one of yeah. the best rock bands in like American rock history. Yeah, it, it's too bad he never sung metal. His vocals are insane. All right, you want to have a beer? Yep. Let's do this. What are we drinking today? You brought it in. This is the Yellow Belly Pale Ale. From the Yellow Belly Brewery in St. John's. This is a fantastic yep. local brewery. Iconic building. Uh, I'm going to tweet out a picture. It's a real cool spot. Yeah. I'll tweet out a picture of this uh, beer okay. on our Twitter account, Talking Maiden. <laughs> Pour it up. Got to tee up our song or what? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> All of our listeners in Estonia are like, what's going on here? <laughs> Do not spend your time worrying about those Wasted beer. All right. So this is a pale ale. I like it because it's a, it's it's a bit hoppy. It's not too crazy, but it's a local beer, and uh, we're drinking them out of our uh, our uh, Book of Souls metal mugs. Iron Maiden tankards or whatever they're called. Tankards. <laughs> All right. Let's do the album closers. We've been talking okay. this for a while because when we did the openers. We got into, uh, we did openers and closers. I did a playlist on Spotify. And we did the openers first. And right. And then the closers, I was listening to at the same time. So I kind of listened to this in two big gulps. Okay. Because I, we covered the albums in between. 
Yeah, okay. So do you want to read through the list of the opening tracks and what albums they're from? You mean the closing tracks? Closing tracks. Yeah, so the first one, uh, Iron Maiden from self-titled album Iron Maiden, 1980. Uh, Drifter from Killers. Hallowed Be Thy Name from The Number of the Beast. To Tame a Land from Peace of Mind. Uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner from Power Slave. Alexander the Great from Summer in Time. Only the Good Die Young from Seventh Son. Uh, Mother Russia, no prayer for the dying. Every time I Mother Russia. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, Fear of the Dark from Fear of the Dark. So that's the second time. It's a self-titled uh, album title track. The Unbeliever from X Factor. Uh, Corno Estes Amigos. I was trying to figure out. Como Estes Amigos. Estes. I don't have a clue what that is. Virtual okay. 11. I looked it up. And, and you didn't listen to we'll it? We'll get into that. Okay. Yes, I'll listen to it. Okay, good. Yes, I'll listen to it. There you go. The Thin Line Between Love and Hate, Brave New World. Journeyman from Dance of Death. Uh, the Legacy from Matter of Life and Death, which we covered that album recently. And When the Wild Wind Blows from The Final Frontier and Empire of the Clouds. Okay. Mm. So there's a lot of good tracks on there. So before we get start this, yes. what is the best, not just Maiden, out of all rock, what is the best closing track of any time, of all time? The oh best God. closing track of all time from any album. Oh my God. Because I think I know what it is. Your big time put me on the spot now. It's Rocket Queen from Appetite for Destruction. Rocket Queen? I think is that's clo- the, it is, the ultimate it? closer for any album. Isn't it second last? Isn't it second? No, it's it. Rocket Queen is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, and it's the best Gun N' Roses song, and it's the best and closer. How of long is Rocket Queen? It's like three or four minutes. No, it's way longer. No, I'm forgetting about the part at the end that's like, I see you standing, standing. Yeah, I don't it's know. like two songs in one. I is would it? say it's probably closer to oh. six. There's no way it's that long. I would definitely go with you there. Um, it's six fifteen. Six fifteen. I just looked it up. It's six fifteen. Okay. It feels like three minutes, so I, I, I know that it's it's awesome. Yeah, um, one of my favorite songs. Period. I would say it's probably my favorite Guns N' Roses song, but we've touched on this before. I think. It's my favorite Guns N' Roses song, yeah. and it's the best album closer. Closer, I think. Yeah, but I mean, how many people had to skip to the end just to get that? If you didn't have one of those CD players that you could skip back from one to the top, you had to skip all the way forward. Remember, people used to skip to tracks. See, I always had the tape, so I, and I remember rebuying it on tape, and then I bought it on CD like at least twice. Yeah. And then vinyl. Do you think tapes will come back? No. I don't, I don't think, so. think so either. I, I have all my tapes in the shed still. After for Destruction. That, my first After for Destruction shed, my re- well, not my very first, the one I replaced it with. Mm. I still have that. I listened to it not very long ago in the shed. Mm, deadly. Deadly. It sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think... I don't like, it's all garbled, right? I don't like, think the tapes I had all stretched. I don't, I don't think know. I had the album. I, my actual, I started Guns N' Roses with Usual Illusion 1 and 2, and I remember what I paid for them. Oh, no way. No, I did. And I spent $60 oh, yeah? on them at Woolco. Yeah. And Guns N' Roses got like $1.75 from each album, and the record company got the rest. I know. And, and it was back when there was like 20% tax, and I, it was $60, and I was in high school, and that was in the late That's 90s. crazy. That's insane. I still remember like uh, taking the bus to the mall and yeah. buying both of them on cassette. And listen to them on my Walkman going home and just yeah. have my mind blown. I remember like people would be like, oh, wow, I want to play that. And I'd be like, don't touch it. And I remember one of the, one of the because there was two discs. No, yeah. was there two discs? There was. Yeah. And one was like orange and one was purple. Yeah. And I remember like one of them got scratched and one track would skip. And I was like gutted. Like I was so upset about it. Yeah. Anyway, this isn't the Guns N' Roses podcast. I could talk all night about Guns N' Roses. But... Oh, man, I'm just dying to whip up my vinyl, too, uh, from, from uh, Zeppelin. I bet there's there's some really good album closes. But, okay, so why do you describe as a good closer? Because I've had this debate. Some of them... Kind of sums up down. the theme of the album. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and we see that with a few title tracks, which yeah. is interesting, you know? Yeah, a lot of, I don't know, I like a longer track at the end for some yeah. reason. Like, you tend to front load the album with, like, the more single. Yeah, single. it used to be, like, singles would usually be the second to the sixth song, and, yeah. like, the number two and number four were always big, and sometimes you have a strong opener, and sometimes, yeah. like, five or six would be big. And you t- it tends to be a song, too, that you put as the last song, and it takes a long time to really get into, but when you get into it, it's, like, amazing. That's right. But, I mean, record companies, if you had, like, a, a, an album that had, like, three really good tracks, it'd be, like... One, two, and four. It'd be like, or two, four, and six, or something yeah. like that. So that, like, they'd be like one and three and five become good by osmosis and just yeah. bleeding around them. You know, yeah. like the sequencing know. on albums makes a huge difference. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You go through your top 10 closers. Yeah. And if you mention one of mine, I'll jump in where I had it. That's the way we did the opener. So we'll do it the same way. Oh, God. As usual. So number 10. And then when we're done, we'll go through the ones that we didn't pick for our tops. Okay, as usual, I gotta change the rules a little slightly. Okay, let's hear it. Number ten, I, I did a tie. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I did a tie. I force you to pick, choose one. Now. I get eleven. Yes. No. Uh, well, okay. I picked uh, Drifter from Killers. Okay. And I picked To Tame a Land from Peace of Mind. Okay. You know, and just because neither one of them I could chuck, probably because I love the albums. I didn't have either of those on my list. I know they were on the outside. Uh, so for Drifter, I it's like a decent song. There's nothing really about it that like stands out. It could have been anywhere on the album. Yeah, I think Prodigal Son would have been a better closer for Killers. Yeah, I Prodigal Son's awesome. I could, well, there's aspects of Drifters that I like, but I think for me it just uh, I don't know. There wasn't enough in there, you know. And um, to tame a land. Yeah, I know the intro is cool. The main riff that goes through it just doesn't do very much for me. I don't know. Yeah, and Peace of Mind such a strong album. It, it really deserves like a strong closer. I think so too, but... Revelations closing yeah. that would be amazing. And part of me, like when I looked at it, like To Tame a Land, like that's the name of such an epic song. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got well, through Well, you know it. the story of that song yeah. from Dune, no, Dune. Is it? Yeah. So the whole song's about Dune. So Dune is a movie that... But they know, couldn't get to... They called it yeah. years ago, but I don't really know a lot about it. I read the book when I was young. Oh, did you? And it was, it was really good from what I remember. I don't remember much about it. Yeah. But it was really cool. I can't even remember. It's like, Dune. but they couldn't get permission to use the word Dune from, yeah. Oh, from that's Frank what's about. Herbert or whatever. So they now I like had to more. call it to Tame Land. Listen to the lyrics. Yeah, mm, cool. I'll, I'll have a look through. So um, I don't have that uh, album on vinyl. Okay. So we, I like. I don't really trust the lyrics online. I know. So you go one. to those lyric websites, they're and they're all garbage. A lot of them are garbage. Um, they're like like if I try and listen to an album, make it the lyrics is like garbled. Yeah, and someone and just did that the same thing. and slapped them up online, yeah. and then they get copied from site to site. Mm. Number nine. Okay. My note on this is I don't know if I actually like the song or if it's just so campy that I love it. Mother Russia. I just okay. I didn't have Mother Russia. No, I mean that's a definitely an issue. And Mother Russia, like, I don't know. I don't think there's anything in it that's like memorable. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has a good, like, kind of... Well, except for the lyric, Mother Russia. It actually, like, does kind of... But the, the the solos are good, but they're not, like, candy. memorable. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's people that, like, love it, but... It doesn't do I think it me. comes back to the fact that, like, you know, my, my, one of my key takeaways was the best songs are always front-loaded an album. So if you were to rank the closers against I the disagree, albums, though. I think the ones that you love the most at the beginning are front-loaded, and the ones towards the end tend to be your favorites, but you have to, like... You had to work more. Yeah. Uh, maybe just because you naturally hear them less. Yeah, just that's statistically. probably right. But for me, you know, if you've got a great track, you know, we talked about Rocket Queen, but generally you're going to have, you're going to front load it. So, so none of these songs have been on my list yet, so. No, none no, of them. None. Number eight is definitely on your list, Empire of the Clouds. 
Okay, so I put... Is that you put that as your number eight? I put it as eight, even though... So I had I it said as I'm number... biased by the single. Okay. I could have put it way lower. So I had it as number eight. Yeah, also. did you? Because I wasn't sure if it was a closer or not. Is it? It's like, it's a really good song, but yeah. is it a closer or is it like its own thing? It's yeah. like basically a whole side of an album. And not only that... It doesn't really... Were... It doesn't have anything yeah. to do with the whole Book of Souls theme. Theme, exactly. Yeah. My point, like we, we're sitting here now, we got the vinyl for it next to us, and it's all about a British warship, the R101. And, you know, all the stuff yeah. we talked about before when we when we went into the singles. And it doesn't fit at all into the Amazonian theme of Book right. of Souls. It's almost like they put this Book of Souls album out and it came with a bonus EP that had this yeah. song on it. It's, yeah. that, it's, it's a great, a great it's a song. really great song. It's a great song. Good piano. But too. as a closer, I don't know if it even counts it's, as a closer just yeah. because of, I don't know. But I, got, I put it as number eight. I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing yeah. there. Okay. So keep great. going. Um as it. I started thinking about it, like seven, I got thin line between love and hate, Brave okay. World, which I love. Yeah, I love that song. As seven, that doesn't sound good, but like yeah. there's sixteen, and when you get to the ah, do you, where do you? So have? I put thin love line between love and hate as number five. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Maybe so I just love yeah. it. I love that part. I will hope my soul will fly, and I'll yeah. like I will live for it. that part. Is so great, so good, so good, and uh, it's one of the best. Bruce moments on that whole album. It is, it is. And Brave New World's an album gotta break down. So I think that awesome. album, yeah, yeah, I think that song yeah. was maybe written with Blaze in mind. Do you think so? Well, just think that the vocals sound, it sounds like something. Yeah, it could really be in a real punchy, And think with the, the verses. Like, it sounds yeah. like something Blaze would sing. I don't know if it Definitely. was or not. But I just love it. It has like this triumphant feel to it. It's yep. a really good closer. Like, it uh, starts out with a rocker and then it like gets kind of mellow. That outro that goes yeah. on for like two minutes. Ties the album up, and it's, oh, I don't know, it's great. Great solos, and great rhythm guitar. Dave Murray song, right? So Yeah, number six, Can't I'm looking wrong. at it here now, and I'm super embarrassed it's number six. What is it? Fear of the Dark. Okay. And the reason I put it there, I was like, you know, it's so epic, and it's so amazing, and it, it's live value is so huge. But, like, when you're listening to the studio album lists, there's, well, I really have a hard time putting them in the top four. Um, I probably should have this at five because my next song you can jostle them. See, I got Fear yeah. the Dark as nine. Nine. I didn't put it very high. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. It's it's kind of got a. When I first started listening to me, and I was like, I loved it. I do love having now, a title like, track Fear as the, the dark. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I love having a title track as the closer. Yeah. I do. Well, that's one of those songs that like it's made to be yeah. performed live, and when you hear it on the album, it's just I don't know. That's right. Yeah, and that's for me. I, I couldn't put it too low. Yeah, it's a good. It's good closer, I guess, but I'd put it at nine because. So many of the other ones are stronger, I think. Now, the the four run in, I'm pretty sure we're going to nail on. The fifth one, I think we're going to might disagree on. Okay. I know you like this song. Let's hear it. The Journeyman. I and didn't have The Journeyman in my top. I know. And, and I got a number five. And part of it's because I've been prepping for the Dance of Death oh, right. uh, podcast that's coming up. Yeah. No guitar solos. We're going to do it in the future. <laughs> None. But like... It's got that that campiness, and this, I just I can lo- see how that you. I think like that would be it. A yeah, and you know, there's so many here, and um, you know, now my four run in. Yeah. I think I think are, I'm I, I think from my perspective and how I listen to Maiden are undebatable. Okay. Four rhyming the ancient mariner. Okay, I had that as number two. Yeah, that's number two. Yeah. Okay, I I would say these four are interchangeable based on your mood. Yeah. Well, the yeah. top the like the last few on my list are so yeah. close that like. Yeah, like Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner has to be on everyone's best. It's totally <laughs> epic. Yeah, thirteen minutes, like their longest song. It's at the so time. It's one of my favorite Maiden songs. And I mean, Power Slave doesn't really have a theme to wrap up because the songs aren't really. Yeah, and when, now that I say this, I'm like, that should be number one every single song. 
Yeah. This is the problem with doing a maiden podcast. Like, if Bruce sat on the toilet and recorded him farting, I'd be like, that's pretty good stuff. <laughs> you know, like, you get so... And you have to be objective. You have to be objective. Yeah. So, it's up there for a reason. Okay, I get it as number two, because I think that's, like, their second best closer. Okay, fair enough. Number three for me, just because it's so classic, and because I don't get enough credence to the stuff, is Iron Maiden. Yep, I got that as number, my number four. Oh, yeah. So, so, I love, like, a title track. Yep. It's named after the band and the album, and it's the name of the song. And, and they close us so good. Like, and they, it's, it's number an two. It's number four for me. Yeah, yeah. I love the guitar harmonies. They closed every. I bet we got to say number one. I bet you we do too. But we uh, they close every concert with it. So how can yeah. it not be in your top closers okay, when it closes no. every single concert? And I love the way Paul Diano when he screams it's, at it's, the end. Like Bruce honest, can yeah. never do it as well as him. No, because it's not really about like singing and hitting notes and like singing high. It's just it all is, attitude you know, and yeah. power. The song's all attitude, and Paul Diano just has that. And I talk about Bruce's vocals all the time, but when I hear like it's Paul Diano's song to me, yeah, it is. Like, so, can you think it. of any other bands that have a song that's named after the album that's named after the band? Off the top Black of my head. Sabbath. Do they? Um, Porno for Pyros. Probably. Yeah, I'm pulling blanks. Yeah, Bad Company. Not many. But I don't think it happens very often. No, it doesn't. So I think that's kind of cool that Maiden has an album and a song named cool. Iron Maiden. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. Um, number two, which I've got my only note on this, is perhaps the best. Okay. Um, only the good die young. Okay, I had that really high in my list, too. I, I, I had love it, Seven Sun, man. When I had, down that album, it's probably my favorite Maiden album. I, I had that song as like number yeah. nine or ten. Yeah. And then I moved it to number three. So good. So I would never put this as like one of my favorite Maiden songs. Yeah. But as a closer, I don't know if I put in my top 20 or 30 favorite Maiden songs. But as a closer, it's like perfect. It finished off the story of the Seventh Son. Yeah. You know what I mean? He like accepts his fate and he tries to warn everyone gives up. Yeah. And, and it ties in with like the theme completely. Yeah. Because you know the evil that men do lives on and on and only the good die young. The evil seem to live yeah. forever. Like it's, it's perfect. Yeah. And the it's whole life and death. Yeah. And the way it ends and then like. I know it goes kind of synthy, Seven Sun sound, and then it yeah. just goes into this like maiden. It sounds like something off the first two albums, the ending, like the yeah. way they just like rock out and end it, and like it's just crazy. I don't know. And then it comes in with the Seven Dead- Deadly Sins, Seven Ways to Win, and it just like bookends the album. It's perfect, and it has that like cycle of birth and death. Because you know how he's like, see, I so I think I'll leave you with your bishops and your guilt. See you until next time. Have a nice sin. Yeah. So, the, yeah, it's just cool. Like, the whole thing is about, like, a cycle. And then where it goes into that acoustic part at the beginning, it's like the whole album starts again. It starts again. So it just keeps... I don't know. It's a great... It's, it's so For good. a concept album, they close that album perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. All the evil seems to live forever. Only yeah. the good die young. I yeah. love it, It's man. great. So, it's yeah, that so was one good. of my... That was my number three. Yeah. And the, the only reason I would... I put perhaps the best... Because objectively, it's probably the best. Yeah. But number one for me. Yeah. Not only was crucial to how I started listening to Maiden, but changed the way I listen to music. Okay. This is true. Okay. Hallowed be thy name. That's my number one. Too. Got me so into the epic ballads that it totally changed my perspective on music. I remember when I first got into Maiden. I remember listening to that song twice, and then I lost it. Like I don't know what I was listening on. But I remember trying to refine it. I was like, "Where's the one about the guy who's waiting to die?" It's yeah. like, and I was like, going through all the albums, and it's so long and epic, and it builds and builds and builds, and it's like everything was perfect about Maiden. If you don't like that song, this is not the band for you. Like, yeah. I can understand people be like, "Oh, there's better riffs, or there's better tunes, or there's better better themes." Yeah. I can get all that. Is there better riffs and better themes? Maybe. I don't think so. I don't know. It but just is... it builds. It goes through it all, and it's like I think it's the best. It's Maiden like an song. opera. I think it's the best Maiden song. 
Do ya? Maybe. I don't know. That's another we could, that's another podcast. Oh question. man. It would be in my short list for best maiden song. Yeah. And maybe someday they'll be able to play it live again. Yeah. So you know absolutely. they can't play this anymore, right? Why? Because lo- there's a lawsuit. They dropped it from the set list last year. Yeah. This guy... But we heard it in... Uh, we heard it in the... Was, was it in Montreal? The first time. But yeah. on the second Montreal, leg Montreal. of the tour, we didn't hear it. They replaced it. So, like, there's a song, Life's Shadow. Yeah. From the early 70s. These two guys, Robert Burton and Brian Ingham, wrote it. This band, Beckett, recorded it. Steve Harris totally uh, stole six lines of lyrics and put them in to the song. Yeah. But the songs sound absolutely nothing alike. But did he take the lyrics? Yeah, they're word for word. Barry McKay acquired the rights to the original, and now he's suing Iron Maiden on behalf of oh, one of the other guys. Oh, he the rights later? Genius. Here's the thing is that, like, the two guys wrote it. Steve Harris settled with one of the guys and thought it was over, and then this popped up because the other guy that was credited with it hired, sold his rights. I don't know if he sold the rights or... Yeah, I guess he sold the rights to this guy, Barry McKay. Yeah. And so now he's suing for the other guy saying... Yeah, that's where it starts to get stupid. Yeah, it's a money grab. So here's a... I get a quote here from Barry McKay, and he yeah. says, like, Is Steve Harris so greedy he'd rather deprive his fans of enjoying seeing Iron Maiden perform their best and most popular song than pay the actual co-writer of the song his entitlement? So Six Lines isn't yeah, a co-writer. He's not of, a co-writer. Yeah. And not only that, this is not the necessarily yeah. the guy who wrote the song. And the other thing is... is now I'm, ugh, ugh, I don't know. Yeah, so Harris, or, or... But the precedent legally is the original payment to the other guy, so worst case... Scenario. Yeah, so Harris settled with the Robert Barton like years yeah. ago. He claimed to be the sole songwriter, so when they settled, Steve Harris thought that was the end of it. Right? Transitivity. So here's another uh, quote <laughs> from Barry McKay. He's like, Barton lied to Iron Maiden, saying he was the sole author of the relevant lyrics. And then he said, managing Bob Barton was the worst experience of my life. But all this is forth- in my forthcoming book. So he's writing a book about it. So oh, he's no. like, it's a pure money grab. And then he says, uh, with most cases that are settled, I'm stuck with a confidentiality agreement. I can think of 13 of them, which I'm not allowed to talk about. So the guy <laughs> makes a habit of doing this. He's an idiot. But he's an idiot, right? Like, I'll play you a clip of uh, Life's Shadow by Beckett. And, like, the lyrics are... It's a short clip, but, like, you can hear... And the lyrics are word for word, but, like, the song sounds absolutely nothing like the Maiden song.
sounds like the Beatles drunk. <laughs> yeah. So it ab- sounds absolutely nothing like it. But the lyrics garbage. Yeah. But like, that's not the line. Lyrics make the song great, but like, I'm getting angry. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's nonsense. It's a money grab. It's a pure oh, it's a money, money grab. grab. Yeah. yeah. It's like one of those people that looks for loopholes. Yeah, I hate it too. I mean, so I'll run through my ten top ten now, and you can tell me what you think. Do it. So the ones that didn't make my list, I went through Journeyman, Wild Winds Blow, Como Estes Amigos. I like that song. Yeah. But uh, my comment on that was yeah. I was I actually have noted I actually like this Blaze song exclamation yeah. point. It's pretty good, but it's, it's yeah. I don't know. It didn't make the list. Mother Russia I didn't put on. Tameland Dune I didn't. Drifter I didn't put on. Yeah. So number ten I put Alexander the Great. Okay. Because it is a good long, and there is much as all the criticism that I do have for that. I know. We broke that down in the uh, in the summer time I know. Uh, yeah. uh, episode, and that was yeah. good. He died of and, fever in Babylon. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I the know. lyrics ruined it for He me. paved the way for Christianity. I know. <laughs> yeah, so no, I agree with you. I just took it out, probably because of recency bias. Yeah. But go on. And then for number nine, I had Fear of the Dark. Fear of the Dark, okay. Which I think yeah. is, uh, you know, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. That's one of the ones that I think Blaze Bailey did a good a good job of live. Yeah. Uh, then I had Empire of the Clouds. Yep. Then number seven, The Unbeliever. The Unbeliever. The Unbeliever. I love that song. It has a really cool bass part, like a cool intro, and then the timing on the verses is kind of yeah. weird. This is one of those songs that Blaze just like sings I was I was really debated on that because yeah. I wanted to stick a Blaze one in my list just to, yeah. you know, for a Blaze debate. But um, it kind of fell back. So but this, it, was, it was for me, it, yeah. was, it, was, it was 11th or tied for 10th. See, for, with me, I think it's a good closer because the X Factor has like a lot of really dark themes on it. Yeah. And I feel like this kind of like wraps up the whole thing. Like 2 a.m. is about a guy that's talking about life is meaningless. And Lord of the Flies is like, oh, I don't care for this world anymore. Mm-hmm. Man on the Edge is like a guy that's about to snap. Fortunes of War is like a soldier comes home from the war and he's just like, he says his spirit's broken in the yeah. song. And the Aftermath is kind of the same kind of thing. And Judgment of Heaven is like, he actually talks about like suicide in it. And then like the Unbelievers, the last track. And it's that part with like, all my life I've run astray, let my faith sleep, slip away. Mm-hmm. And it's just about like digging deep and like going on. Like, I think it's it, like, they have the super dark album, this last song, just, it really closes the album out well. Yeah. So even if it's not like that great of a song, I think it really, it's a really good closer to that album where the album's so dark. I think Blaze... These darker songs like Judgment of Heaven, Aftermath, Blood on the World Hands, Educated Fool, Sign of the Cross, even the clown the Clansman's pretty like dark sounding. Yeah. And I think Blaze like sings these ones really, really well. Like br- okay, so Bruce Blaze does these better than Bruce any day, I think. Bruce, his voice on the faster mm-hmm. and the lighter stuff, yeah. like Future Real, Lord of the Flies, Man on the Edge, those are the yeah. ones that he's covered. Like he destroys Blaze's versions, especially Lord of the Flies. Yeah. But like these really dark ones. Yeah. I think it's great. It's like if you tried to get like Bruce to sing a song from like Danzig two or Danzig three, like yeah. those songs are meant for Danzig's voice. Like I can hear Bruce singing How the Gods Kill or like Devil's Plaything or something. Yeah. Because his voice just doesn't suit it. His Blaze voice does. doesn't suit it. Yeah. Uh he doesn't hit the lower notes sometimes as well. Yeah. And some of the quicker choruses, like Bruce is best for me at when he's when he's going full tilt, which is yeah. also some tracks 
where his vocals are great, and I just wish he'd lean into it more, like Evil Dead Men do, where he carries the notes. Yeah, you just wish he'd do that. But with Pauliano or, or with Blaze, you're just you just it's just quick and pumpy, which yeah. can work. And to be honest with you, they could actually do a, a pretty cool duet. To circle back on the earlier, but Blaze does that on the lower notes really yeah. well. The stuff that's in his range, yes, like you know the freedoms yeah. from like yeah. the Klansman. It's like freedom. Yeah. That's he right. sounds awesome on that. Yeah, um, but there's uh, so. Actually, after we originally had our Blaze debate, I don't think we've circled back. Like, so in our album mix, you know, we've done a few obscures and we're going to do Dance of Dex- Death next. But then we're probably going to do some epic ones like Power Slave, yeah. maybe. I'm going to do like maybe. Killers or Iron Maiden. Killers. And, and we have a few people that we'll, we'll bring in on Killers too. Cause yeah, that'd be great. great people yeah. that want to talk on Killers. Uh, Number of the Beast. We got to get some more of the epic albums to get going. But I would love. I would definitely love to do X Factor soon because I did listen to him a lot. Yeah. And X Factor for me is a good album. Tony, that's in my top yeah. half of Maiden albums. Okay, Virtual Eleven isn't. No, it's bottom five, yeah. bottom three. Yeah. There's not a stinker in the lot. Yeah. Like there's, there's, and that's why my ratings are stupid. Yeah, and I think I'm a like, lot of people oh, too. You know, you're the worst yeah. album of all time, seven out of ten. <laughs> if you can get into but everyone gets a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can get into the Blaze albums. You just have to accept them for what they are. You're yeah. not going to hear Bruce. Singing. I changed my perspective. Yeah. I look and they're at, really, I look at, yeah, yeah. They're like a lot of Maiden stuff is like yeah. it's that triumphant Bruce like singing the high pitched notes and the yeah. you know what I mean, like the prisoner that kind of stuff. That stuff, yeah. These albums are really dark, and like Steve Harris was in a dark place when he wrote the songs. Yeah, the lyrics are super dark. Like X Factor, you read the lyrics of that album, and you're like, yeah. holy crap, it doesn't sound like Maiden. I don't know, yeah. And they just went. The in albums this other well di- put yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the well, songs are really good. It's just. Yeah. You have to accept them for what they are. Anyway, number six, I put the legacy. Six, legacy. Okay. From Matter of Life and Death. Yes. And I left that out, yeah. even though I debated putting it in. And I think it was just recency bias again, where we covered the song and maybe yeah. wanted to talk about something else. Again, but they, you ask a, me next yeah. week, I'm going to... If you ask me to do this again next week, I'll come up with a different list. Yeah. Go on. Except for the top three or four. So, like... The, yeah, it sums up the whole theme of the album, yeah, the whole war does. thing. You know, it does. Some are not just not just wanting peace. Their whole life is death and misery. The yeah. only thing that they know: fight fire with fire. Life is. I'm not going to read all the lyrics, but it it's a really yeah, good song. It's a really good song, and it sums up that whole album. That's about war, yeah. and it's like the whole thing in one. Song. I should actually go back and look at that because I like I I ranked that really high when I did the album. Yeah, it's funny because I don't even have it on my top ten, so it just just shows it's like there's so and not only that maiden. You know, if it's a big guitar riff or if it's an epic song or it's a slow song or it's a quick song, um, it's the mood you're in. Anyway. Are you saying guitar rift? R- I said riff. Okay, riff. I said rift. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I blame it on the beer. <laughs> guitar riff. But okay. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a guitar riffer. I don't play the riffs. I don't play the riffs. I don't play the riffs. The thin line between love and hate, I had at number five. The thin line between love the and hate. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I love that song. Yeah. Good. It's great. And we went over it when you mentioned it. I got it. seven, yeah. I yeah. love it. It's great really show. great. And then uh, I went into Iron Maiden for number four. Such a great song. It's great. Uh, and then I had yeah. Only the Good Die Young as yeah. number three. So I had that as number nine. Yeah. And then I listened to it a bunch. And the more I listened to it, because I didn't... I tend oh, to like... So yeah, good. and it is a really, really great song. Really I like good. it a lot more now. Really good. But it's a really good closer. And number two, I had Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Yeah. Power Slave. Everyone loves Power Slave. Yeah. But it's just perfect time for main fans because if you, you know, depending on where you are and all things, 84, it's, you know, Bruce is in. It's amazing. But go on. And then I finished with Hallowed Be Thy Name is number Hallowed one. Because I oh, think it's so just, good. yeah, it's the ultimate closer. Yeah. It's just It's great. just such a great song. Yeah. Man, I love it. I want to give you some feedback on one of the, some of the ones I left out. Like, When the Wild Wind Blows, Final Frontier. Um, my notes here, this doesn't even really feel like main points. 
Like I almost agree. like a pop song with guitar over it. Yeah, I agree. Like can't you see it on TV is like one of his lyrics and it's like, it doesn't feel right. Well you know? the lyrics are it's based on this cartoon. Yeah. This like movie about like this old couple yeah. when the nuclear apocalypse happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not well But I don't with that the album. music itself, I don't like. Yeah, I really Talisman like that album. And a few things like that you've really beat into me yeah. and like uh, I've been through the album bunch. Yeah. And as we talk about in in Dance of, in Dance of Death, when we get into that, one of the things that hits me is when I listen to more obscure albums, I know them all. I just don't know the album yeah. order because I, I have this giant All Maiden podcast I listen to all the time. See, I listen so to yeah. albums, so yeah. I listen to I albums do too. But so I, mean, I know I like, which albums are which. Yeah, but do you set up so it that, bothers like, me if yeah. I listen to? I do listen to mixes. Yeah. I have like yeah. tons and tons and tons yeah. of mixes. But when an album finishes, what plays next for you? That's it repeats. Like, I can again. listen to Dance of Death when I'm programming for like five hours and get get way into it and not even realize. Or I could have a big playlist on shuffle and hit like five of the songs and not even notice it. So uh, when I was listening to it, see, like, I do that too. Yeah. But if a song comes up and I it bothers me if I don't know which album it's from. You yeah. Know until I mean? this podcast, yeah. I never even looked at names. Like I mean, yeah. uh, you know. See, I was the opposite. Like I have to know yeah, you where, have to, how it fits into an album, or I'm not going. Like, that's the Nesbitt deep, as much. deep dive versus <laughs> yeah. the Taylor obliviousness yeah. of coasting over. I'm like that with all the yeah. all bands, like. With Maiden, I mean, uh, you know, I just want to listen to it all the time. And sometimes I get, I'll get to, if I'm listening, following the album, what my workflows, I'll get distracted from programming or working for clients or whatever I'm doing. And it'll throw me off. So, like, the being abstracted is fine. But, like, especially with Dance of Death, in the lead up to that next podcast we're going to do down the road, um, I've been listening like crazy because you don't want to go in and review a podcast or review an album for a podcast without having done the research you're just flopping it on the fly I've listened to it a lot and so much of it is way more familiar than I thought if you just said remember I said before Dance Death I'll probably listen to it 10 times there's signs on there I've heard 100 times yeah when it first came out I went to it a lot and we'll get into this when we do the album yeah we'll get into it it anyway so um, yeah look so from this we can basically agree that Hallowed Be Thy Name is like amazing and Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is awesome is second and Iron Maiden Only the Good Die Young only go yeah. die young. Like those are the top four. Do you yeah. agree with that? Oh yeah, yeah. And the rest of them are good. Uh, awesome, man. Well, I guess we can kind of wrap it there. Yeah. So awesome. Glad to get the album closers done. Looking forward to the next episode. We're going to break down dance. Yeah. Death. Next episode is going to be dance to death. Yeah. We'll probably do that next week. And, and then we've got a, our correspondent in China, Luke, who's done our uh, who's done our images. That's yeah. coming up soon. And then we're going to get on to some of the core albums. Get a little bit of excitement right. going. If Maybe there's an album that you think we should do next, send an email through our talkingmaiden.com. Yeah. Or somehow get in touch with Josh. Josh t- checks all the stuff. I have <laughs> I'm nothing the, to do with guy. it. Yeah, it's Talking Maiden. At, at, it's at Talking Maiden on Twitter. Yeah. I'm at Josh at Talking Maiden or Josh underscore Talking Maiden. I'm on the Reddit forums for Iron Maiden. Yeah. And talkingmaiden.com. Get yeah. us there. Because I guarantee if you request something, we'll definitely do it. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it right away. Absolutely. All right. All right. Till next time. Later. Later.